I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, this is Freddie Spencer reporting after the 2017 Australian Grand Prix in Phillip Island. Now, Phillip Island is one of my favorite circuits. In fact, I remember the first time I went there, it was the beginning of 1989 before the first Australian Grand Prix and we were doing some testing. And I was amazed by the beauty of the circuit. It is You feel like you literally are down at the bottom of the world. And with the beautiful views of the ocean, I thought a couple of things. One is, is that if it does get windy, it's certainly going to make it tricky because it's a high-speed circuit. The other is, is the change of weather, which is exactly what we got that weekend. The other, there's past weekend. The other thing that I loved about it was it was the first time that I, and I'd heard about this, uh, the penguin parade, which is when the penguins come in, um, they leave at a certain time of day and they come in uh, from the ocean uh, at the end of the day. And back in those days, you could actually go out and watch them. And there was really no one there because we were there doing the week testing. And stand there and watch these little bitty penguins that come in. And they just walk right by you. And it was an amazing thing. Uh, it's, it was, I remember it so well. It was, like I said, one of the most powerful things I, I've ever seen. And nowadays you can, still, you can still go down and watch them. But there's restrictions as anything that happens. Um, and it becomes so popular. But anyway... The circuit was also uh, something that I was looking forward to racing on, again, because it's high speed, and high speed circuits, really, they're challenging for the rider, and they're certainly challenging for the crew uh, when you're trying to get the bike set up, and it will show up some weaknesses uh, that you may have with the bike and characteristics of the bike, as we saw this weekend with the Ducatis, uh, that was certainly on display. But it's, it's a racetrack, like I said, that, that a lot of riders love. In fact, most riders will say today it's one of their favorite. And again, because of uh, the incredible different challenges and just beautiful part of the world. In, in practice, we saw, as we've seen so many times over these last few years, and certainly this year, the change of weather. Uh, it's a time of year in Australia uh, where you're starting to make that transition from spring into the summer months. And because of being below the equator. And so you got that real change of weather. And, and again, on a track like that, that is, that is a challenge anyway. Um, and being high speed, uh, those conditions, wet conditions, uh, certainly put a lot of emphasis on the rider's ability to be able to be precise as well as being able to get the bike set up. You know, with the modern electronics, uh, as, as we've talked about before, the bikes are certainly easier. You can adapt them to those change conditions through mapping, the electronic mapping, uh, which affects the horsepower, where the power comes in at a certain RPM, as well as uh, the spinning. Uh, you can control that so much easier today. Of course, back in my day, 
And before electronics, it was all up to the rider and what they feel in their hands and their ability to be able to anticipate the lean angle and be able to feel the bike uh, when the power is coming in. And back with two strokes, that certainly was a challenge because of the unpredictability of, of the way the power would come in uh, and hit called the power band. But the riders were, were put up with that challenge or had the challenge on, on Friday and, and it was interesting because we kind of suspect or I suspected that you would see Dovey up there um, and that might benefit him knowing that the characteristics or some things they were struggling with or have been struggling with on the Ducati would show up and that's the mid-corner direction change. Um, and so the weather conditions, if it would stay or if it would have stayed a little bit more iffy or if it had been raining, I think that would have been certainly better for Dovey than it was in the race. But the rider up top was, was in qualifying was Mark Marquez and by the time Saturday rolled around, the conditions were per, pretty good. Uh, in the afternoon, and um, there really wasn't a problem. But you could see that the Yamahas seemed to be a little better in or, or this weekend in the wet conditions, but um, in the dry conditions, um, not too sure. Um, Maverick Finales, though, put in a good qualifying run. He got second behind Mark, um, and Valentino had to come through qualifying one, actually, to get into qualifying two and ended up in the in the top six and um, the KTM's another good run for them they've really shown that they've they've come along and got a more rounded package the bike seems to be certainly since they went to the Big Bang engine uh, in the beginning of the year they've certainly seemed to work through their, some of their chassis issues and and the bike is is performing much better Paul Sparga is there and even Bradley Smith which is great to see Bradley up there. After qualifying, it looked like that it was going to be certainly Mark that had the upper hand going in this weekend. Uh, after last weekend, Dovey closing up the gap to 11 points. And the race, the beginning of the race, certainly showed that. I mean, who would have thought that you would see Dovey, Danny Petrosa, and Jorge Lorenzo out of the top 10? I mean, they were battling for uh, 11th, 12th, 13th. And in fact, Jorge was a little farther back now. Dovey did make that mistake early in the race, going into doing corner or turn one, where he ran wide and got all the way uh, back to 20th position. But you certainly thought he would have been up there and closer to the front. But like I said earlier, the uh, characteristics of the Ducati that, that Jorge's been talking about, he's struggling with, even back when Valentino is really what affected Valentino being able to do well on the Ducati mid-corner direction change. And what that is, basically, is a motorcycle. We're running these bikes into corners where we're drifting the front and the rear wheel constantly, even on turning, even if it's so slight. And basically, the mid-corner, the, cor- mid the bike has to make a, a direction change. Left-hand corner, right-hand corner is... If, if the bike will not turn at maximum lean angle, the only choice a rider has is to be able to slow down and wait and wait for the front of the motorcycle to turn back. So then that way you, you have this move under acceleration where it's kind of dropping. You pick the bike up and you begin to accelerate. But if before that the bike won't turn, a rider has to wait. And that's where the Ducati is struggling, has been struggling for a long time now. Casey Stoner before, what he was good at, which is exactly what Mark is good at, is using the rear of the motorcycle and manipulating it to help rotate it. 
rotate the, the chassis around and the bike around. Mark does it so well. An entry of the corner, Casey could do it mid-corner, and you could had really good feel to anticipate that. And that's what it is. It's a rider's ability to be being able to anticipate the slide, be able to control, making the bike lose grip, and then gather it back. And, and that's the trick, is being able to, to, um, to recover from that, that adjustment or manipulating, manipulating the bike's direction change. And, and on a high-speed circuit like Phillip Island, where you're over on the side of the tire for so long at such high speed in those big corners, if the bike won't make that direction change, not talking about like in the hairpin, like in a Honda corner, that's fine. Or in Motegi, where it's a lot of stop and go or these corners. But on big corners like, like at a track like Phillip Island, where you're over there and, and you're trying to control the bike's movement, um, once it settles in, the Ducati won't seem to turn back mid-corner. And again, the rider has to slow the bike down to wait for it. And it's basically the time and distance you're covering. If it's a little too long, you don't have a choice. Corners don't go on forever. So you got to get that bike in the position to be able to accelerate. And they struggle. And that could be the championship. Mark rode a great race. Uh, and But to me, the interesting part about it was what happened toward the end. When you had Anoni and Zarco uh, battling for podium positions. And it's like Valentino said afterwards. They were like watching a Moto2 race. And it's just their aggression level. And the fact that they're not they weren't intimidated uh, to to run with with Valentino or, or to challenge for that, and and we know Zarco his aggressiveness um, has has affected it a little bit early in the season. We talked about that, but he's maintained and stayed there, and, and he and he rode just a great race. Uh, and in fact, Anoni uh, when he went around uh, Maverick Vinales, Maverick could have maybe even finished better than third, but he kind of got tangled up there with about three or four laps to go. And Noni really made an aggressive pass around the outside, if you remember seeing in the race, that almost took uh, Maverick out, and that dropped him back. But it was really great to see him come back. He didn't let it discourage him, and he came back, and like I said, almost almost got Valentino there, finished third. But the, the interesting thing that made me smile was watching Valentino, because with Zarco and Noni so aggressive, you wondered if he was going to keep try pushing back, and he did. And he said afterwards that he was as stupid as they were, uh, is what he called it. But it was more just, you know, you could, I think he was having fun. And um, like he said, you know, if you want to be in the game, that's how it's played now or, or, you know, stay at home. And there's no doubt that it makes it interesting. And to see those guys battling like that wheel to wheel reminded me of my flat tracking days when I was a kid. That's how it was on Friday night racing. You just get in there and battle and and kind of nudge people around, and except they're doing it at you know 150 miles an hour. Um, so you got to trust the guy you're racing against. But um, like I said, it put on a great show for everyone. And but as far as the championship goes, it looks like Mark has it pretty much under control with 33 points, two races to go. Uh, so this weekend at Singapore is going to be a critical one for Dovey. And basically, the only choice that he has, or chance he has, is, is he's going to have to hope that Mark has a has an issue of some kind. Maybe doesn't finish, because Mark can wrap it up this weekend if he finishes in Dovey, probably in the top three, even if Dovey finishes up there. But it's certainly going to be interesting, and hopefully we'll have another great race like we had at Phillip Island. I'm looking forward to this weekend. 
at Singapore at the Malaysian Grand Prix. Hope you're watching too. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.